Hello, and welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public to master an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. And my name is Ross Eaton. And we are the, the Crypto, Crypto Masters. Masters. asset called Chainlink. As a reminder, our goal is to provide information about crypto assets to help the public to make investment decisions on their own in the crypto space. We don't try to predict short-term price movements, so this show is not for short-term traders. You know, we want to provide information about, you know, different crypto assets to allow you, the listeners, to make your own financial, um, you know, investment decisions. And if you haven't watched our show before... (laughs) This is when I say this is not financial advice, um, but you know we want to give you the power to go out, do additional research. Um, but yeah, yeah, not financial advice, and do your own research. <clears throat> okay, we got that out of the way. So, Ross, get your matrix references ready because today we're discussing Chainlink, a decentralized oracle. Yes. So this is not an oracle from Greek myth- mythology. Instead, in the crypto world. An oracle brings real-world data from off-chain onto uh, on-chain smart contracts. And Ross, before we focus on Chainlink specifically, let's briefly talk about smart contracts. Yep, you know, we've uh, mentioned this before, um, obviously in our Ethereum podcast, you know, Ethereum being a smart contract platform. Um, But, you know, smart contracts are built on top, you know, on the blockchain, Um, they're Basically, if them protocols, they're ter- determinist, deterministic. Wow, I can't talk. But you know, you get um, an input in, and you should get an output out. You know, it's very you know logical. Um, you know, all you computer science nerds know what I'm talking about. Yes, um, and I remember from my uh, college days in my uh, programming class. You know, if X then Y, or you know, if the yeah. old if then statements was a big part of it. Yep, it's all about you know if these conditions are met, um, one or many then this happens, yeah. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, and that's the, the smart contract. That's part of what, uh, you know, the Ethereum and similar platforms are doing. They're, they're putting those onto the blockchain and allowing uh, the immutable aspects of the blockchain to apply to those smart contracts. So let's talk about some examples of the off-chain or real-world real data mm-hmm. that might be needed for the uh, uh, smart contracts. Um, one thing that's kind of big is the crowdfunding information. Some of those will have a particular limit, and if the limit is reached, then you know the money flows out to the uh, uh, the, the company that's, mm-hmm. that's putting on the, the funding uh, program. And if it's not reached, the money goes back to the investor. So that's kind of an if-then um, real-world event that would need to go um, from off-chain real-world to on-chain. Um, other things, there's there's countless, but you know, weather. What, what, you know, was there a hurricane on this date? Did it reach 75 degrees on this date? Uh, the more common ones are sort of like commodities price data. Did the price of gold reach a certain uh, mm-hmm. dollar amount per ounce? And you know, and for crypto and DeFi, some of this is the crypto pricing data. So you want to know what other crypto assets are doing. Um, that's some off-chain da- data that will need to be brought uh, on-chain. And like I said, that became really big for uh, 
Chainlink in the, in the summer of DeFi, the summer of uh, 2020. And, um, you know, it was a big part of uh, Chainlink's price spike at that time. So we just talked about a few examples, though, Ross. It seems kind of easy. Why don't you just have somebody um, deliver that information? You know, email, <laughs> email, yeah. you know, yeah. look at the weather report and email, you know, um, the, the weather of information or the price of gold on that day or have Google, you know, um, send it. What, what's why not just do that? Seems easy. Yeah. Yeah. So really, um, I mean, be talking a lot to my developers here watching or my computer science nerds but you know this is a big thing in um, not just crypto but in computing in general you know um, a good example is um, you know billing uh, in your company you know and people coming in with the you know Salesforce and want to integrate that together you know you have two systems that basically could be written in different languages speak different languages and how do we integrate those together? And I'll mention a, you know, a good example is APIs later, um, you know, application programming interfaces. But that it's just a huge thing in computing to have, you know, a, a, a systematic way for different um, programs, uh, software to really communicate with each other, with each other. And that's that's kind of the big thing here is, um, you know, as you mentioned, how do I get this off-chain data on? On to my uh, on my chain, yeah, you know. So and hence the name, you know, chain link. This is the link to that that out outside of this chain data. So and, and one of the answers, I guess, to my question about you know why isn't it easy or why can't you just have somebody dedicated that you trust to do it? And you know, I think the answer is like we've yeah. talked about many times on crypto uh, assets is, is centralization, right? If you have a yep. centralized source, you have a single point of failure that can lead to problems and it has led to problems. I mean, you know, there, were, there have been um, other oracles that have been hacked or have been maliciously uh, overtaken. Yeah. Yeah. And just to note on this quickly, um, being a developer um, in my day to day job, um, we often utilize stuff like this, like like APIs to, um, you know, something external from our current application to go fetch stuff, you know. Uh, a good example is the weather and I'm sure you've seen it on your banking applications or you know when you sign into Wells Fargo or wherever you bank you could go in and see like a little weather um, notification hey the weather in your area is this well in that application they're more likely going to outside um, source to grab that and like you're mentioning Brian if that's a single source of failure then you could um, I don't know if you've ever caught this but you can also like that weather notification could just be grayed out one day and that's because that central source has just kind of died. You know, yeah. maybe they did a server upgrade and it's just out for the day. Or, but, um, and you think about the incentives for malicious players with the billions of dollars at stake yeah. in, in smart contracts. You know, there's a big incentive to try to hack that Oracle and change it to the way that you're going to change it and benefit from it if you're a malicious actor. And, and that has happened. Or, you yeah. know, or, or you could bribe someone to provide false data. So... That was kind of the Oracle problem, it was called, that uh, Chainlink um, did a good job to overcome. And so, Ross, I guess without getting too technical, why don't you talk about sort of how, that, how they did that? How does Chainlink work in order to provide the reliable off-chain data on-chain? Yeah, yeah. And just to note, you know, our, our goal with Crypto Masters, again, is to provide, you know, a very high level, you know, for the beginner, really just 
want to touch base on the technical yes. aspects. If I really, we don't want to bore them to death. I don't want to read the white paper word for word from you, for you. But right. um, as we've mentioned, um, Chainlink is obviously a decentralized network. Um, you know, all about getting data off the blockchain to the blockchain. Um, so yeah, how does this work? So first, we need a you know a smart chat, smart smart contract enabled <laughs> blockchain. Yeah. Um, and a good example here, I'll, I'll be mentioning Ethereum a ton, but you know, Ethereum smart contract needs out outside of this world data. Um, so how are you going to get that efficiently um, and systematically? Well, that's where Chainlink comes in. So the Ethereum smart contract makes a request for outside this world out off chain data, um, and that's where the the um, almost said Ethereum the Chainlink protocol sees that request, grabs it, creates a smart track, creates a smart contract request itself on its chain, goes and fetches it, um, kind of interprets this data into a form that now the Ethereum smart contract can accept it and then sends it. So it's kind of like, almost like a translator, if you will. Um, it, it grabs that request for the Ethereum smart contract, gets it, interprets it, sends it. Um, so that's really a good, I, I think a high level overview of what's going on here. Um, and and w one one part of that, I mean, I know we don't want to get into the excruciating details, but uh, there are node operators so that there's sort of, again, the decentralized part of it is there's lots of these nodes out there. So there's not just a single source <clears throat> and they are, um, you know, sort of uh, correcting each other to the extent there's any differentiation that'll be noted. And so when you have all these sources, uh, mm -hmm. bringing the same data, you don't have just a, a single source. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's, I'm glad you brought that up, Brian, because there are, you know, a check, there's, um, you know, checks and balances checks and in balance. place. Good. Yeah. yeah, if you have um, multiple, you know, nodes coming at you with this data, and you know, when a request comes from, you know, the Ethereum smart contract, multiple nodes can go and try to fetch that data and send it back to you. So. Let's say you have, um, you know, I'm using weather as, as an example a lot, but let's say you have five nodes report that, you know, the weather in Chicago is 50 degrees right now. Um, probably not good for this time of year, but uh, you have one that reports that it's 20 degrees. Um, so you're going to take these five must be correct and this one is off or maybe it's I requested in Fahrenheit and it's giving me Celsius or, you know, whatever's going on. So there are checks and balances and, you know, if it's some th something financial, just for simplicity, maybe they take an average of these five where this one is off or something like that. So that's where that decentralized aspect comes in. Yep. So. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Chainlink token, which is called Link. It's a ERC-677 token, which basically just means it's part of the Ethereum blockchain. Um, so Chainlink doesn't have its own blockchain, it's on Ethereum. And as we just mentioned, it does have the node operators, and I'll touch on those in a minute. And then it has users of the Oracle. So, you know, the, the smart contracts um, that are re requesting the information from off-chain, those are sort of what I'll call the users. They're actually technically called the requesting contract holders. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you have the node operators and then you have the requesting contract holders and they use link. So um, the, the, I don't know, the protocols that are using the Chainlink Oracle will actually use link to pay the node operators for their work. 
Um, so that's one way that the, the token has demand. Uh, but interestingly, there's also another way. Chainlink node operators themselves have to use Link to stake on the network. So for them to be a node operator, they have to acquire Link and then they have to stake it. And so then that's that uh, link that they've staked onto the um, protocol um, actually can be used to incentivize their behavior and de-incentivize their behavior. So if they, like you, in your case where the one um, node reported different uh, weather data than the others, if they, it turns out that was uh, something malicious, they lose some of their stake. And mm -hmm. so there's a real incentive and disincentive there, which I think is nice. So both of those, you have the two things driving um, demand for the token, both the utility, because it's required to use the services, and then the staking by the node operator. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. All right, little background. Project started in 2014, and it was called smartcontract.com. <laughs> need to change that. Yeah, but it changed its name to Chainlink, and in 2017, it had an ICO. There is a total supply of 1 billion link. And currently, there's about 400,000 that are in circulation as of the date of this podcast. As far as buying Link, it's really on every major exchange, including Coinbase, Binance, Kraken. So it is not a difficult uh, token to find. If you, you want it, you can buy it. No, for sure. And so, something like this high up, it's got to be easily accessible. You yeah. Know? It, it's just, what, what is it right now, Brian? Is it? Is it nine it's, it's or number six? ten? I think on ten. The, okay, yeah. As so of it, as of today, of course, there's a lot of change. Shuffling. Yes, a lot of change, especially right now. Um, but of course, um, we always like to talk about the team, so I'll get into that. Um, it doesn't have any big names, um, but they've obviously done well if they've gotten this far. Um, if you follow them on Twitter, this um, maybe going a little off topic. Man, they're just getting so many uh, people to integrate with them, so that. I think the team's doing really well to, you know, kind of communicate with, I mean, I think they even landed um, some integration with Google um, Cloud. So it, they're, they're doing great stuff um, to get this much hype going behind them. Um, the CEO, and Brian, you're going to have to help me if I pronounce this wrong, but it's uh, <laughs> Sergey Zazarov. Zazarov. I, I, I think that's it. I think that's it as well. I have... I have heard of him, but like you say, not a, not a big name in the industry, but there's nothing wrong with that. They've obviously done a great work with their project. Um, yeah, and just a real quick on him, he is a, um, I just like to touch on immigrants. I think someone coming into the United States uh, doing well is always a cool story, but he's a Russian immigrant, came here in the 90s, and when he was young, he was reading um, like programming manuals and stuff, which <laughs> a guy in this position, he's got to be, you know, a uh, uh, a smart crypto nerd that we uh, can get behind. So yeah. he, he checks that box. Always good to have one of those on a project you're investing in. Yes. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to add a little bit, I think it's important to add about the DeFi sector of crypto relies a lot on oracles and Chainlink is clearly the leading oracle in the DeFi space. And you know, this is huge. We saw in the summer of um, DeFi, summer of 2020, uh, when, when DeFi projects took off, they were really using, relying heavily on Chainlink for the Oracle services. And we saw its price go up by, uh, by, by several X's. Mm -hmm. um, and and you, you mentioned you know, some of their partnerships with, uh, with some um, crypto ask, uh, projects, or mm -hmm. they, they, they've reached deals with Ocean Protocol, uh, BZX, Factum, 
Synthetics, which is yeah. a, a very good project itself. Chain and others. I mean, they're just the yeah. leader on this. Yearn? Yeah. I mean, that's a big one. Yeah. I have to throw that in there. You, that's you my latest obsession. But Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about before how smart contracts on a blockchain are immutable, right? They can't be changed. That's a, you know, one, mm -hmm. one of the big positive aspects of the blockchain is you can't change things on there. Once they've happened, there's a permanent record of it. And mm -hmm. so you can see then the importance of an oracle un under those circumstances. If, they if, if something goes wrong with the oracle, bad information is provided, a smart contract executes um, you know, with that improper data, you can't go back and change it you know, for the most part, as we know. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, that's just very important. If, if there's a security aspect to Chainlink, which emphasizes its importance. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, um, you know, just to talk about some competitors in the, uh, you know, Oracle space, we've got um, Band, Teller, Dia. I, I do have some Dia, just full disclosure. Yeah. Um, Nest, Uma, and Zap. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, Chainlink clearly is the most well-known of those, but from my uh, yeah. knowledge and research, those are a lot of other good projects. And, and we both invested in Dia. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've heard lots of good things about Band and Teller and Uma has done well and a lot of people like Zap. So it has some competitors, which, which is good. You know, oh, yeah. Always good. Yeah. You need right. that. I think it's time for our final final thoughts, Ross, and it's my turn to go first this Kick week. Kick it off, Brian. All right. First, I'm going to disclose that I do own some Link. Um, I've bought some, uh, I, I would say, after its initial run-up. Um, it settled down a bit. I thought, you know, looked into it like this and decided it was a, a, a blue-chip project that's only going to continue to do well. And so I say blue-chip. And that's kind of the theme for my final thoughts. I look at Chainlink in the same way I look at a blue chip stock. You, you buy a blue chip stock knowing and hoping that it brings you good returns. You can count on some, some good returns. You don't count on the, you know, you're not looking for necessarily a 50x with a blue chip. <clears throat> um, and I think with Chainlink, we are sort of already had that. So I think now it's in more of a blue chip mode and it real rise relatively steady now relative in this case means relative to the crypto market which yeah is very different than, yeah. <laughs> than stock so it still can give you a very good return but that's I, a different I, steady for sure it is <laughs> but i view it as a blue chip in the crypto sector and so i'm going to own it i might continue to buy some dips um and just uh, hopefully uh sit back and watch my uh nice appreciation and i want to add one thing ross yeah, I'm calling this, and you know I've told said this to you before. I'm calling for another, and I expect another DeFi boom. It's coming. Okay. We, we had one. It cooled down, and what's happening is the projects are just getting better. We're getting more smart people, and the smart people already there are getting the projects even better. We're going to have another DeFi boom, and Chainlink's going to benefit from that because security, the network security, is just such an important part of DeFi. It's really the biggest knock on DeFi right now is, oh, it's susceptible to security hacks. Yeah. Um, and if Chainlink solves that problem and it's the leader, so there are these other good competitors, but a lot of companies are going to go with the leader because it's safe. I just see uh, Chainlink um, continuing to thrive. And my final thoughts are <clears throat> thumbs up, invest in Chainlink, and um, watch your appreciation.
for sure. Not financial advice. (laughs) (laughs) Not financial (laughs) advice. Um, Yeah, well, to notoriously piggyback off you, Brian, I agree as well. Um, It's the biggest oracle there is right now. Um, And just coming from the world of computer science, being a developer, um, it's just huge um, right now and for the future to have these integration layers, um, to be able to talk to different applications, different pieces of software. Um, I think, you know, cryptocurrency in general needs this um, integration layer to get stuff off chain because you have these these things in motion that, you know, Ethereum's been around for so many years, you know. If they want to get off chain information, they have to go to Chainlink. These DApp developers have to use something like Chainlink to really link outside of the blockchain to get info. So I, this is a huge thumbs up. Um, I've been kind of wanting to acquire it for a while, but of course the trend um, is just spiking. So I'm waiting for a, a good dip, but I might as well just try to get in now. But I, I really like this project. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, it's just, a, it's now, it's just an essential part of crypto is a reliable Oracle and Chainlink's the leader. Oh yeah. And just, just go follow, I'll put a link to it in the description. Just look at the Chainlink Twitter. I mean, it's almost, some days it's several times a day. Chainlink integrates with this, Chainlink integrates yeah. with that. I mean, it's just constant, crazy hype around this project. So yeah. Yep. All right, Ross, that's uh, another uh, podcast from the Crypto Masters. Tune in next time when we'll talk about another crypto asset. Thanks guys. You stay safe out there. Yeah.